Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Greetings, Grapple fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Pro Wrestling Index here on the Anfield Index podcast channel. It's been a few weeks since we uh, we were last on the airwaves. We last had a show, uh, reviewing Backlash, as as I recall, and we said, you know, we'd be back when something happens, and you know, what with us being fixated predominantly with what's going on in the world of wwe we thought you know give it a couple of weeks there'd be plenty for us to talk about but alas no there wasn't it's been a pretty threadbare few weeks but there are some things we want to talk about so we're here for you right now so joining me is one of my on-air tag team partners part of our three-man band it's none other than guy drinkle hello guy you're andy um when you said uh, review of Backlash, that's being generous. And when you said we'd be back when something happens, that again is being generous. Because <laughs> bugger all's happened, but we're, we're here to, to BS our way through three weeks of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, there's a few things going on. I mean, I guess, as, we, as we've mentioned pre-show, you know, most of TV is taken up, building up towards Money in the Bank. Uh, that's sort of about two and a half, just over two weeks away, uh, two and a half weeks away as we record this show. So we're not, I mean, we're not going to get into doing a preview of the show at this point because obviously we will do a full preview of that card uh, at the appropriate time. But TV is very much predominant, is predominantly about building towards that show, which, which is fine. Which, which is fine, but there's not too much else going on, and that seems to be a problem watching the telly. One thing that's really sticking out to me, and, and I'm a long-term tag team fan. Um, I, I, I've always loved tag team wrestling. I, I, I just have. I enjoy it. Uh, I think it's a great way of, of building stars you know, from a tag team that can break out onto their own. And sometimes you've got guys who just don't seem to do it on their own, but get them together and they become a hell of a team, and it just really, really works. So I've always been a fan of tag team wrestling. Um, before we get into it, what about yourself, Guy? Because uh, I know it, it's a bit of a, a funny one. So there are people who can't stand tag team wrestling. They're not interested in it. They're only into the singles. Uh, are you are you a fan or not a fan? 
Um, I'd kind of, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a, hu- I'm a huge fan, like I'm not looking out for the tag team division, but I I am probably of the generation where I grew up when the Dudley Boys, Edge and Christian, um, the Hardys obviously, and stuff like that, so I'd probably say I grew up in the, in the generation where tag team wrestling was probably one of the highlight reels of, of any pay-per-view, um, but I think in general we've... It's been tough not to be a fan of tag team wrestling. We've obviously seen, we've seen a bit of a renaissance probably since the bar's been in. The Usos have really stepped up. We had the Shield kind of come back for a little bit. Um, Hardy's obviously had their bit. It, it, it really, it's really came back with sort of like a vengeance. But I think unfortunately we may be, may be talking about a, a turn for the worse. I, sh- I should have mentioned the New Day as well. They they kind of started. They're probably the ones who started this uh, renaissance. Um, but yeah, I think unfortunately what we're going to talk about now and is is a, is a turn for the worse, if anything. Yeah, absolutely. And I think in fairness, it probably started in NXT. That was where I think. Mm, good point. And that that old school thinking that the and it's you can feel the hand of uh, of Triple H all over it, and you know. The tag team division is important there. There is it, there is a stress put onto it, and and those those teams are coming into the main roster, and and fans have caught onto it, and they're feeling it. And like you say, them them teams all coming through together at the same time, really filling out, making it feel good for you know the first time in a long time. I mean, I grew up with Hart Foundation. There was the Rockers, you know, and that broke up for Shawn Michaels. Obviously, Bret Hart coming out of the Hart Foundation. There was Demolition. There was a Legion of Doom. You know, there were so many great tag teams around at that t- at that time, and it was prestigious. It was seen as prestigious, and I think that's that was the thing. Then is that old school mentality is that any title is prestigious, so you know they all meant something in their own way, and that was you know so you didn't just use them as cannon fodder or throwaway matches or filler on the card. That they, they they meant something, and that's where it it I think from NXT is that it it meant something. And then, like you say, in all these teams coming through, it meant something. And there was so much talent that it wasn't just, you know, two or three teams. That was the division. And we'd get the same matches just over and over and over. Although sometimes we did get, you know, like the New Day and the Usos fighting each other week after week after week. They were putting on some great matches. But we, there was there's so many more teams available, so much more to pick from. And, and I, I think that's great. What they do have is a healthy healthy uh, amount of talent there to pick from but what is worrying me at the moment is the way that it seems to have just kind of dropped off a cliff storyline wise these past few weeks and and and, you know we had the authors of pain came up from nxt uh, and that really got a reaction but now it's like aop or mia you know where are they what's happened to them there's no explanation of where they've gone or where they are uh, and the the biggest one for me is the revival. You know, th- this was this was an an absolutely fantastic team came through NXT. Massive reaction when they came up to the main roster. Unfortunate with the injuries, but since coming back the second time from the injuries, they're staying fit, they're staying healthy. But you know, the the, the real real thing that worried me was this past week seeing them in a ring with the B team. The, the fashion police, the ascension, Rhino and Heath Slater, you know, what does that tell the audience that they're in a ring with all this cannon fodder, all these losers? You know, these, these are a team, you know, they, their thing was top guys out. 
You know, they, they were old school, an old school wrestling tag team. And, you know, the, the audience are behind them, believe in them. And it's, the, there's something there to get behind and bump the dropped, it seems like. And, and it's just, it's a worrying sign for me at the moment. The, the way that the, the tag team division just seems to have disappeared from all relevance. The, the only thing we get is really on Raw is that, you know, the, this, the weird alliance between Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt. And that is it. There's just nothing. It's, what do you, I mean, how do you see it? Um, yeah, I mean, raw, raw especially. I mean, if we focus just on that, it, it, it's just an absolute mess at the minute. I mean, if you're seemingly not the champion on Raw, you're pretty much sore as, as a joke. Um, and it's all well and good. I mean, we've seen in the past that comedy duos can, can work quite well. I mean, I think the, the, the most, the one that sticks out for my mind in probably the last, uh, five to ten years is probably taking hell no where they they went on the main event shows and stuff like that but it was still funny it was still comedic you look brain matt i'm not gonna i'm not gonna criticize them but they've literally had nothing <laughs> they've i think they fought curtis axel and the b team before they became the b team one week and then it's literally just been nothing for them so it, it it's kind of reminiscent of Bray's WWE title run where he's just he's became champion and then he, he's just done nothing on TV. He's not been given um, any spotlight. And on a three hour show in Raw, I'd I'd like to see your new tag team champions given some type of TV time, but just not getting it. And you, and just to go on to the actual division, um, this B team stuff. It, Fair enough, it, it, it's fun. Uh, Curtis Axel and um, Bo Dallas, it, it, it's definitely, it's going to be, it's entertaining, it's quite fun. But that, on the most recent Raw, it was pretty horrendous, the food fight. And Yeah, I hate the, food, I hate food fights in a, in a wrestling ring. Yeah. I just, I'm sorry, I just, I don't know what, I just think, oh my god. Crap fest. The thing is, it's every Thanksgiving episode of Raw, SmackDown as well. There's always a stupid food fight. It's like, yep, oh, it's just, it's just terrible. It's always terrible. Um, but yeah, the, I mean, not booking the champions well, and the rest of the visions just being shot on, apart from Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler. But I don't even know if they're a tag team, uh, like going for the actual titles because it they seem to be just completely separate from it. And as you said, the revival. They were, they were excellent in NXT. I mean, everyone loved American Alpha and stuff like that. But the revival for me were always the one I wanted to come up. Um, in hindsight, I wish they stayed in NXT forever. <laughs> uh, I bet they bloody did as well. Um, because they're getting shot on. Uh, even even the Ascension. I mean, their their gimmick was never gonna uh, come up well from NXT. But I think before the revival or whoever it was. <laughs> the Ascension were the longest reigning NXT Tag Team Champions. <laughs> we're seen as a dominant force and capable yeah, but of good it's, matches. A, it's just stupid. It's, there's a common thing though, isn't it? It's the comedy thing. Mm-hmm. You know, this B Team thing, it's comedy. You know, mm-hmm. but it's, it's not, it's the type of comedy I think. It's like they look weak, they look foolish, they look like idiots, they look like chumps. 
And then you've got the fashion police. They're a comedy duo. The Ascension have become a comedy duo. Mm-hmm. Rhino and Heath Slater, a comedy oh, duo. Comedy, yeah. It's like everywhere you look, even Rusev has been become a comedy character with, you know, I know he's on SmackDown, but and, and Kevin Owens has become like a comedy character. And, and it's so much. And comedy for me in wrestling works in small doses and in the right way. Mm-hmm. It's it's a nice relief and it's fun and it's enjoyable. Stone Cold used to do comedy. Stone Cold and Kurt Angle together had weeks of doing absolutely some real. I mean, well, look at look at the Rock. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it was, it, I mean, they they did like slapstick and you know they're laughing at themselves. They took the Mickey out themselves, but they did it in a way that, but they still would remind you that the character was serious and, and it was you didn't ever start to think that they were a joke like character mm. that you shouldn't take them serious anymore well, uh, they, you, you made it was go- done you, well but yeah. now it's it just feels like it's that's all it is it's just comedy 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 to the point where don't take this guy serious don't take that guy serious don't or him or him or him or it's like half the rosters becoming a comedy act yeah, absolutely. I mean, <clears throat> you, you mentioned Kevin Owens there. I mean, uh, before last year, last year's WrestleMania, he was obviously um, Universal Champion, and he seemed to go back to his intense character, and then that kind of changed um, as soon as WrestleMania was done. Um, but but before before that switch from well, before his uh, switch from intense to back to comedy after his Chris Jericho stuff, he was similar to Samoa Joe is now. And I, I imagine you'd agree with me, Andy, that Samoa Joe is probably one of the best things on WWE television right now. And yep. he he is the opposite of a com- comedy character. He is Mr. He is intense character 24-7. And he's, there's a reason why he stands out, because he is one of the only ones who is like that. Uh, and people buy into it though that's the thing isn't it you buy into it because we look we know it's a work we know that this is scripted it's predetermined everything like that we know you know that that envelope was opened long ago we all know that we're all in on that but we would still suspend our disbelief and and this is this is a thing with some characters we can suspend our 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 disbelief we can do that and some more joe's one of those but there's so many of them now it's just it's it's to the point where you feel embarrassed that you're mm-hmm. watching it. Is it a good? Is this a good segue to the Sami Zayn, Bobby Lashley stuff? That that sounds like a really good segue because I'm I I was so embarrassed to watch that. Because if that is meant to be funny, I mean, obviously we're both British or from the northeast. Coming from the northeast, we have different comedic tastes to someone from the northwest or the south, but. If if that is built on an American audience, I need I need to have a word with some American wrestling fans and know why that's funny. Because that, that, that that's for me the was worst built thing on, I've ever seen. I'd say that's built more on CBB's level of comedy. I, I don't even. Well, you're the one with kids, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> put it this way, <laughs> my nine-year-old son. Put it this way, my nine-year-old son was looking, watching that, going, "Oh, oh, yeah. this is rubbish." <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. 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 There you go. That must be the worst. That must be the worst thing ever on Raw. I mean, Raw's done plenty of mad shit. Uh, poor, poor mad shit. That's your dad. Uh, in in well, in its history, but that I 
And I, I fast forward it. Watching it on time six or whatever I had it on, I could tell it was garbage. I, <laughs> I, I didn't want to put myself through it. But it, it's just awful. I mean, Sami Zayn had, has had his career destroyed many, 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 many times since he's came up to the main roster. But Bobby Bashley was seen as this dominant figure who was coming back to to just destroy everyone. And all we've seen is that he's had a tag team with Braun Strowman, looking like the weaker character in that tag team. Then that kind of went away. He's not in Money in the Bank. And he's feuding with Sami Zayn, who's got three blokes dressed up as, a, as his sisters, uh, taking the piss. He did the stupid interview where he's not good at interviews. And now they have a match at Money in the Bank that's Bobby Lashley yeah. 90% going to win um, and nobody's going to give a toss. And that all comes no. from the mistake of not turning him heel against Braun Strowman. Yeah, that's that's actually a fair point. I mean, I, I actually feel that Bobby Lashley's all, it's almost similar to Bray Wyatt. You know, it, it's like... <laughs> you know, Mo says, you know, put anyone with... It's like the... Um, it's like the Bray Wyatt curse. You put anyone with him and they just come out of it looking worse. But I feel that the more Bobby Lashley is, is like a charisma vacuum. Mm-hmm. You know, I know he's legit and it was so, I think he doesn't have the charisma. So you look at his size, you look at his ability, you, you've, his background there, he's been doing MMA. You know, he's been in Bellator. He's legit. He's got, you know, he's got qualities. So, as Paul Heyman always said, you know, you accentuate the strengths and try and hide the weaknesses. And the way that they've booked him just really, really, you know, highlights his flaws and does nothing to, to work around his, his strengths. And it's, it's just mad and insane. You know, that they, what they really needed was someone to talk for him, you know, and to use him fleetingly as a heel. And I think, and I do think, you know, almost Brock like, but not you know, not quite along them lines. But that that's the that's the only way you could really use him effectively, I think, at this stage. Uh, I I just because you know you think oh he's going to come back after a long hiatus, but he didn't really get much of a babyface reaction because I think a lot of people were like, who's this? Who's he? Pretty much. Thing is, people you've obviously compared him to Brock Lesnar there. I mean, you can't can he's obviously a big bastard. Can't really talk much. Um, but Brock Lesnar went on to do other things. He went on to be a UFC megastar and obviously came back um, pretty much... Well, he came back bigger star than he was in WWE. In WWE, he was obviously the youngest WWE champion and stuff like that. What was Bobby Lashley? ECW champion when ECW was f- fucking garbage and a US champion. That was about it. Yeah, he it may have been world heavyweight champion at one point. I but don't I think, think he was. I don't think. He I was. don't know. But Jack Swagger was a world heavyweight champion at one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, 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 you when you said you know that that was the shout. Him turning heel on on uh, on Braun Strowman was was the was the best opportunity mm-hmm. to do something useful with him. That would have made the money in the bank more interesting as well because now you just now you can see what's going to happen Braun's going to batter everyone and then all of them are going to team up and take him out the match till the end then he's going to have a flurry and then someone else is probably going to win (laughs) 
if he was fighting against Bobby Lashley at um, Money in the Bank, that's quite interesting because Bra- Bra- yeah, Braun's only lost to Roman Reigns and Brock, Brock Lesnar, clean, I think. I think that's the only two people he's lost to clean. So that would have given it intrigue and that would have built Bobby Lashley into something potentially massive. Whereas now, he's going to go beat Sami Zayn, a character who's been, who's, who's been destroyed for three years. I mean, yeah, whatever that, it is, yeah, it just he had he had a good moment at Hell in a Cell last year, but since that moment they've tried to bury him deeper than he ever was. <laughs> it's uh, it's not it's not great, but yeah, Bobby Lashley, he needs to turn heel. He needs a manager, or he just he doesn't even need a manager. He just needs to stop being given stupid interview spots because that was the worst thing. I mean, people who aren't good at talking can get by by just doing simple promos and stuff. But giving him a one-on-one interview talking about his sisters for what felt like 20 minutes, what the fuck was that about? Yeah. <laughs> but, Even putting him, you've mentioned there, you know, like Ziggler with um, uh, with Drew, Drew McIntyre. Even putting him with them two, you know, as a stable and letting Ziggler do most of the talking. Mm. Drew can that, talk as well. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Drew can talk, yeah, but Bobby Lashley can't, and and exactly. but putting him in a stable with them guys, you know, that adds more to them, and it's just sort of doing something, at least doing something. It makes makes the, the the three of them more a bit more relevant, to my mind. But yeah, just it just kind of summarises the mess that Raw is. Apart from, well, we we were talking before we started recording, weren't we? Raw is is now, watch the Seth Rollins bit. If he's not the starting bit, watch the start, because it'll kind of summarise what's going to be shit and what's going to be good throughout the show, and then watch the main event, because that's normally good. That wasn't the formula this week, because the main event was shit. Um, Yeah, you just got to watch the Seth Rollins bit, and then Strowman normally in a good bit, and so is Finn. So you just kind of look out for three people on the show. (laughs) So it's 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 a bit weird, but yeah, Raw's in a mess at the minute, but at the same time, if Raw was two hours and you had a Seth Rollins masterclass every week, and you had a Strowman good spot, and then Finn doing good stuff, and Kevin Owens, albeit being booked poorly, is still entertaining, Raw'd be good, but now <clears throat> now you've got probably an hour and a half of filler on Raw, and it's just too much. Yeah, there is, it's way too much. And that's the thing, yeah, we, there was a point where Rod had got back up and it was getting really good to watch. SmackDown was woeful. And, and it has, you know, the, the good thing on Raw right now is is definitely the highlight is is uh, Seth Rollins. You know, the, the whole Monday Night Rollins thing, mm-hmm. that, you know, he is, for months, last few months, he's been on fire. Uh, and and I think that's, that re- you know, that that's really sort of emphasised by when he comes out, you know, that how loud it is when the crowd sing, you know, burn it down mm-hmm. uh, for his entrance. The crowd join in with that, and, and that seems to be a thing. That is the thing now. You know, the, the fans love to do that. And he is putting in some fantastic performances. I mean, we, we did have that. We, we had a part of a match between um, Finn Balor and Braun Strowman, and the week before, obviously, we had Strowman go over, uh, Finn Balor, but Finn Balor came out of it looking pretty well. You know that that was good, but it's yeah. The, these the good points are sadly few and far between, and, and really quite sparing. And it's yeah, 
uh, you wonder, you know, that, that there's, I mean, more probably be able to tell us more when he's back. Um, the, the money side of it, you know, they've signed this massive new deal for SmackDown, haven't they? And it makes you wonder if they could sign something similar for Raw, could they then afford to take it down, back down to two hours? Because I think that really would help the product because it, it, it's, it's just too much television right now for the writers. Thing is, if they, if they got more money, if it, say if it went down to two hours, how easy, how easy, how easy is it for them to go? Maybe not call it superstars because that's obviously a poison chalice. But maybe if they brought back Velocity or is it Heat, maybe make that a a uh, network show, and then you can get the extra talent to have good matches on the network, and then that can obviously help them get on the get on the television and have a recognised thing. But talent who's not getting the time on TV, getting put in food fight segment, getting two-minute squash matches. I mean, on SmackDown this week, uh, Ty Dillinger, he's probably, a, he's probably a good example of it, to be honest. He got pretty much battered by Shinsuke Nakamura, apart from, like, a, a two-second flurry, and then he did his ten-hand signal. He, he's, he's never going to recover from this, so maybe this is obviously talking in a very <laughs> ideal, <laughs> ideal world and stuff like that, but the, ta- the talent suffering and um, the network, maybe, maybe they're burned by uh, 205 Live and I'm not sure what the viewing figures are for NXT and stuff like that, but some of the talent need, needs their own spotlight and they're never going to get that on Raw and SmackDown, so maybe it's time to rethink how to manage the roster. Um, but yeah, it, it's certainly a mess. As you said, Seth Rollins is is now Monday Night Rollins, and I think maybe the writers have took that a bit too literally, <laughs> uh, because yeah, they're not doing but the rest the, of it, sure. But, um, with the, if there's, oh, sorry, guy, I was going to say, maybe if there's less TV time there on Raw, you know, they, they, they don't have to do sort of three and four segments with the same people mm-hmm. over and over, you know, throughout the show, back and forth, back and forth, and some of the crappy segments and the filler, and, and I would hope for a few less uh, commercials as well, but, you know, it, it just, there's, there, like, there is so much filler and it's like clear out some of the filler and, and we don't need to have three and four and five segments with, you know, with Roman Reigns or whoever in, you know, throughout one show. Just have, you know, one, two segments, you know, let's get them on and give them meaningful time and, and do it that way. And then as well, you know, that whole thing of rotating around some of them, you know, the tag team division and, and moving it round, it, it just keeps it fresher so you don't feel like you're watching the same show mm-hmm. week after week after week. And then you get to a pay-per-view and the pay-per-view becomes a glorified edition of Raw. And it's... I just think that there's, there's a big rethink needed there. I mean, it's just continuity. I mean, continuity, I mean, there's a good one. The women's division on Raw, you know, Nia Jax... She was the big dominant female, the heel. Suddenly she had to, we had to feel sympathy for this. You know, she's, she's bigger, stronger than any other woman. You know, they keep shoving it down our throats how she could do anything to any woman because she's so big and strong. She can dominate them. She, no one can stop her. But now we have to feel sorry for her and we have to have sympathy for her because she's been bullied by a woman who's a third of a size. Uh, but now, Two weeks later, you know, a few weeks after giving these, these, you know, cringeworthy interviews that was, you know, the fans were instantly rejected and they hated them mm-hmm. live. 
you know, suddenly we've got her and and uh, Ronda Rousey, and and suddenly this Nia Jax, who apparently has been bullied and we need to feel sorry for, is beating the living crap out of some woman and doing live commentary on the microphone as she's doing it. So, wh- what the hell? What the hell? Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Yeah, it, it's just unspeakably stupid and short-sighted and stuff like that. If you if you want it, they were never going to turn Ronda Rousey heel for Nia Jax with her. So if this was the plan, always... Um, the only thing I can think of is they were they were maybe seeing how well she'd do at WrestleMania before committing to a title match or something like that. But that doesn't mean your first thought is, oh, Nia Jax is now going back to being a twat. It's like, what? <laughs> You're just trying to build her up as this person who's meant to be a figure of anti-bullying and stuff like that. And as you said, she's just done a squash match where she's leg-dropped someone and then sent on them after she's already won the match and other crap like that. It's like, yeah, this is really stupid. <laughs> um, but it it just kind of, it just highlights the problems with Raw uh, more than anything. The, the writing's just all over the place. Um, but similar to like, you know, how it used to be with Big Show, you mm. didn't know whether he was going to be heel or babyface each week. You know, he would kind of sit and flip and flop back and forth yeah. to the point where he couldn't remember if he was a heel or supposed to be a heel or a babyface. Yeah. You know, and, and it's, it feels, obviously they haven't done that many, you know, switches back with her, uh, yet, but it just kind of feels that sort of lame and that lazy in the way that it's, you know, they, they just flipped the switch. Oh, uh, just done it. You know, it's like, so hang on a minute. So all them weeks and months, of building a storyline and supposedly, you know, changing a character, like for what? And it's, uh, I, you know, it's not so much about just 
about that character or this storyline. It's just in general, you know, how the, 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 the attitude towards the product and the, and the writing is just so shoddy, I feel. Yeah, yeah, it, it just absolutely is. It makes it, makes the audience feel like they're being tre- like they're stupid. Um, like, am I, are we supposed to forget that this person was what she was a couple of weeks ago and stuff like that? And uh, shoddy's probably the right way of doing it, of, of putting it. It's, it just takes the mick and your comparison with Big Show is pretty much a right one, but the, the thing that is, Big Show was built up for what 15 years and we did used to care about him this is Nia Jax still in the baby stages of a WWE career and if they're flip-flopping this early on um, and, the, and the fans have seemingly already rejected her as a face it, it, it's gonna it may pigeonhole her into being either the muscle for a heel um, or just being a big domineering heel but whilst Ronda Rousey's in the company you can't do that <laughs> Mm. What about SmackDown then? We, we, you know, we said not too impressed with, with Raw lately. I, I've got to say, I, this past week's edition of, of SmackDown, I I enjoyed it, and I think SmackDown's improved over the past few weeks. I think Shinsuke Nakamura in particular has benefited from turning heel. I've been enjoying the the way that it's not all been done brilliantly, but you know the the way that they're, they're developing uh, Shinsuke and, and AJ. This whole sort of thing between them, you know, rather than just about a big match blow off or one, two matches, you know, this, this feels almost old school the way that they're going back and forth. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, SmackDown's uh, took a, a good step in the right direction, really. Um, Nakamura, as you said, since he's turned, turned heel, it, it's been just, I don't want to say brilliant, Probably after the Saudi event, which obviously wasn't that long ago, they've seemed to have a bit more freedom and not being able to book for something that was never going to be that that important and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, Shinsuke since that Saudi event, it's just been a different level. Now he can, now he seems to have a bit more freedom of what he's doing, and uh, and yeah, he's he's been really he's been really really good as a heel, um, and I think it's easier to book someone who obviously has. I don't want to say limited English, because I imagine he can speak better English than most people can Japanese on the roster. <laughs> um, but obviously it's not his natural language, and he's never going to be a promo promo machine. So being a heel, you can obviously translate heel nature much more easily just in your actions than you can with being a babyface. And it, it really has taken off. Um, we saw how good is sorry. How good is his music as well? By the way, oh, it's it's brilliant. <laughs> it's brilliant. It's um, it, it it just a, it's a good character change, isn't it? It's it's those little things. I mean, you see it with how his mannerisms and have changed since he's turned heel. That music's kind of a, a nice bit of imagery for it. Whereas it, it's more aggressive. It's harder for the fans to sing along to and stuff like that. I think Corey Graves said that when it was originally changed. Um, so it it, it just really works with the change in character. Um. So yeah, Shinsuke's brilliant at the minute. AJ Styles is probably the last couple of weeks hasn't been great, um, but I think they know with AJ Styles he doesn't have to be 
a shining light on TV every week because he's always going to be relevant because, well, face it, last year, or the last couple of years, he's been carrying SmackDown live on his own, hasn't he? <laughs> so yeah, hopefully, he's hopefully just, they're, yeah. Hopefully they're trying to get some sort of a buffer where he doesn't have to carry it week in, week out. I think the only regret that they've got with AJ Styles is they didn't sign him sooner. Uh, and I, I've got to admit, when I was watching TNA back in the mid-2000s, there was uh, a few guys that stood out, and in particular it was Samoa Joe and AJ Styles, and it was just, why haven't WWE signed these two? And that was over 10 years ago. So And, and now here they are. So I'm, I'm, I'm delighted that they finally made it, and they're proving their, their quality and their worth. And, and in a way... Perhaps it was better for them that they waited because they became that they built their name and state, you know, name power and status up to such a an extent that WWE had to sign them under their names and use them in the right way rather mm. than potentially abuse them that they may have done, you know, ten years ago. But yeah, they they must be gutted that, or at the very least, gutted that that AJ does isn't thirty rather than forty because. Jesus, the, the matches he's having on a consistent basis are just absolutely, well, they're phenomenal. You know, no other, no two ways about it. This is the guy who, for me, is the most consistent high-level in-ring performer since Shawn Michaels. I've not seen anyone perform to that kind of level on such a consistent basis since Shawn Michaels. I just, I think he's just incredible. Yeah, the best thing is that he's had the platform to do it as well. He's he's not yes. only been the main event. Like we've had, we've had CM Punk and we've had Daniel Bryan being really consistent. But when CM Punk, especially, was WWE champion, he was sort he was kind of seen as a, a side act to all that authority bullshit, wasn't he? Whereas now AJ Styles is maybe seen as secondary to Brock Lesnar, but Brock Lesnar only works four shows a year. So um, mm. AJ Styles is the main main thing in the company. And now that John Cena's left, he, he is going to be the main thing in the country, uh, in the company. Um, and the way the book in Roman Reigns, he was obviously probably the main competition. Well, in, in Vince's mind, he probably was. Uh, but... Unless they're going to they're put, still going to boo him, Vince. They're still <laughs> booing him. They're never going to cheer him. You you could fight this for the next ten years, and they will still boo him. They won't let it go. But anyway, sorry, go on. Yeah. <laughs> Unless they're going to put Roman Reigns versus Jinder Mahal on last, which would probably make people boycott the WWE. <laughs> um, AJ Styles and Nakamura. AJ Styles. Uh, he's probably going to main event at least this pay-per-view and the next pay-per-view, um, unless he keeps the title. But he's always going to be, he's always going to be in that picture because, well, as you said, anyone compared to Shawn Michaels is going to be hot, hot property, isn't he? Um, mm. And he's so always going to be the thing you look for. Do you, do you think then that the, the title is going to switch over to Nakamura? Because I kind of feel like it does need to. Because my worry would be if they don't switch the title, then. Quite where does Nakamura go from from this, really? Um, seeing as I've said this on like the last three previews we've done, <laughs> I'm gonna say no and then hope that it does happen. <laughs> but uh, I really, I've, it has to happen now, unless their plan is to have Nakamura go against Brian. Um, but at the same time, that'd kind of be a bit pointless without some without a title or something like that. So yeah, I think Nakamura has to has to get the title um and money in the bank. Obviously we're not previewing it and, and we've got another couple of weeks of SmackDown to go, but 
at this stage, I think it would be right for Nakamura to win it because maybe they weren't happy with how he was connecting with the with the fan base as a face. But since he's been a heel, he's done his job. He's got hated. He's got heat from the crowd. Um, and and um, since Backlash, it, it's just gone up another level. And the, few, the feud's been building really nicely. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd like to see Nakamura... Um, get the title because, as you said, I think that'd help AJ Styles as well. It'll keep him fresh. Yeah, that's the thing. I was going to say is I, I think we're at a point now where AJ probably needs that. I think he kind of needs that refresh. Where maybe if the title does change and it might not be the culmination of the of their feud at Money in the Bank, you know, they could probably get another month or so out of it. And maybe even get to, you know, if they do have a switch, that they even get to, to SummerSlam and then they move on or something, you know, something in there. The, that might be a good shout, you know, that the, the future could be Daniel Bryan and Nakamura. I mean, even imagine if that was uh, uh, to SummerSlam and, and then you could maybe look at, depending on how money in the bank the actual match goes, mm-hmm. you could be looking at potentially something like AJ and, and Samoa Joe fighting over number one contendership or something like that, you know. And I think there's there are still possibilities that, that would really draw the audience in. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, pretty much the the yeah, synopsis for this show will be that Raw's crap and SmackDown's good. <laughs> but the <laughs> the main event picture of SmackDown it, it looks very promising for the future. I mean, we've got we've just talked about Chinsky and and AJ. I mean, people we we've had doubt. Me and Mo have had doubts about um, Shinsuke's uh, current ability. Maybe he was slightly over the hill and stuff like that. But I think the last few matches have been building into into good matches. So hopefully there'll be less gimmicky shit in in the uh, last man standing. Um, situation so hopefully it allows them to have a match that breathes and hopefully they'll be the main event so they get decent time and stuff like that but yeah as as you said there's quite a lot of possibilities i mean if shinsuke gets a decent run you've got um daniel bryan natural the face in the company um so there's that natural thing if aj keeps the title or eventually wins it back off shinsuke some more joe can do it depending who wins um uh, money in the bank. Miz could probably get put into that situation, which would obviously lead on to Daniel Bryan, which I imagine we'll get onto um, in a bit. But yeah, there's quite a lot of possibilities. And the thing about SmackDown, there's young potential as well. There, I mean, every, we, I obviously love Rusev. Uh, still bitter about him being a Real Madrid fan and being a bit of a dick, but. Pass that now. Pass that now, Andy. <laughs> I can go back to liking. <laughs> I can go back to liking him again. Yeah, put it behind uh, you. Yeah, yeah. So R- Rusev's still got potential. Probably more as a face now, which would probably be a bit unexpected. But you, if Rusev was to win Money in the Bank and then cashes in on a, on a heel champion, there's instant a huge face in the company. So yeah, there's quite a there's quite a lot of possibilities to do on SmackDown, and um, they're keeping it quite balanced. Um, Jeff Hardy hasn't been on TV this week, was he? So hopefully that rumour about him being injured isn't true because then they'd have to rejig the mid card. Um, so yeah, SmackDown's quite interesting at the minute, and main event is is just um, well, it's better than it was when <laughs> Randy Orton uh, was fighting Jinder Mahal, wasn't it? Yeah, good grief, <laughs> good grief, yeah. Um, like something you know, we were talking about the tag team division earlier. Something that I, I, I mentioned to you, in other words, 
when they were on about uh, the you know the new day going for the the briefcase in the match a qualifying match i i just for some reason i assumed that that we were having you know we were going to have a tag team money in the bank match at uh, at at the uh, the money in the bank event and i was thinking you know what that's a good one you know the, we've got a men you know we've got a men's one we've got a, a women's one a tag team one that would be good fun that you know uh, suddenly we've got a tag team who can cash in the briefcase at any time and maybe just adds a bit of something into that but instead it's you know a member of the new day mm-hmm. in that in that match and it just like i don't know it doesn't feel right to me somehow yeah i mean the only thing i can think of is if if they're maybe edging towards the new day maybe thinking singles wise singles competition mm, competition i wouldn't, wise. I wouldn't um, hold I, I would fear for them, to be quite honest. Yeah, Apart I'm from not, maybe Biggie. Yeah, I think Biggie's obviously Vince McMahon's wet dream, isn't he? Um, and his time in the New Day is obviously going to develop as a character, so you can now you can now speak and stuff like that. But, but maybe maybe not split them up, but maybe they can um, have feud with US for the US title and stuff like that, and maybe eventually go for the WWE title. But I think that'd have to be on a on a down patch of the. Uh, of that, but um, possibly not split them up. But I imagine they need to turn them heel or do something with them, though. Because I, I yeah, must admit, at this yeah. point, I'm just yeah, it, I'm just bored, and I'm so sick of seeing pancakes being thrown around. I need something, and I want to see the old New Day. You know, mm-hmm. that that would take shortcuts and do all sorts of things, and and they mm-hmm. were fun to watch. That this is yeah, a bit bland a bit too to be PG, honest, isn't it? A yeah. Bit too. Bit too PG, but I mean, I'd I'd be quite interested to see him split up. Maybe maybe Big E kind of betrays them and then goes off doing his own thing, and then Xavier Woods and Kofi can stick as a tag team. But it, I'd I'd quite like to see all of them in a in a single setting. Maybe maybe Kofi less so because obviously we had so many years of him dominating the mid card and stuff like that. But I think Xavier Woods. As a single competitor, he, he could he could be very good in the mid card, and he, he seems to be well liked and stuff like that. So I think he could he could go on and do stuff. Biggie, I think he has quite a lot of potential. Obviously, he get well. You've seen the way Big Cass has been thrust into the main picture as well. But Biggie probably have something like that. Um, it's just Kofi. Um, I don't. I wouldn't say he's the weakest of the new day, but he's. He seems like it seems like the old bloke with the young guns a bit to me. I'm not sure how actually old they are, but it just seems a bit like he's obviously been in the company a lot longer and stuff like that. So it seems a bit weird. Um, but I think Kofi's obviously shown in the past he can do mid card stuff, and all three of them have shown in the time as a group that can obviously have fantastic matches. So I think what they can do with the new day is quite limitless. Um, but as you said, the pancake stuff is a bit stupid, but. I imagine New Day's a merchandise machine, so business-wise, mm. it might not make sense to turn them heel or split them. So we'll wait and see. Yeah, that's why I think yeah, splitting them, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't really be keen on doing that. Just changing their characters up a bit, uh, and then they can bring out some new merchandise, being on, you know, based on them being heels that no doubt would sell really, really well because people just like to do stuff like that don't they they like to get behind the heels at times you know that's the way it is you know a cool heel is is fun to get behind and that's it you know it's just one last thing on the on the tag team division on smackdown because you know it's such a strong division that they've got on there now you only think there's the usos there's new day 
The Bludgeon Brothers are champions at the moment. You've got Gallows and Anderson who are going to be fighting for the titles at Money in Bank, but you've also got the bar. You know, there's so much there. That's a really stacked division. And and at the moment, I just kind of feel like the bar are just, and I don't know, they're, they're, they're kind of treading water. I know they've put them with The Miz, and I'm, I will admit I'm not the biggest fan of The Miz because, you know, once I think I've seen his routine so many times now, I just, it's his routine. And it just, they almost feel as though they've become lackeys to him in the past few weeks. And it's like, you know, you, you don't need to do that. These guys are, you know, they, these are upper echelon tag team. You know, just, you know, work that tag team division more to think about it, have a bit more imagination, be a bit more creative. It just, it, I, I kind of feel at the moment that the, the bar are sort of emblematic of, of just, what is happening with the tag team division at the moment? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think at our, at our uh, end of year awards, our top two tag teams were the Bar and the Usos, and um, both of them are currently in segments where, as you said, the Bar are the lackeys, and the Usos were in a dance-off segment. Oh, God, that's another one. Food fights yeah. and dance-offs. I yeah. don't want to see either. Yeah. So, how about you take them out of stupid angles and just make up a stupid storyline and have them two fight each other. Because even if you give them ten minutes, it's going to be a highlight reel of a match. I mean, I'd rather see that than... I've got the card up. Let's have a, let's have a little looky-loo. Well, Roman Reigns versus Jinder Mahal, that's going to be shit. Bobby Lashley yeah. versus Sami Zayn, that's going to be shit. It is, and that is like that. That's no sort of indication of of like Roman Reigns of Jinder Mahal. We know how limited he is. Mm-hmm. Roman Reigns, you know, for all that the crowd will not boot, will not cheer him <clears throat> for you know for their own reasons. He's a really you know, <laughs> he is yeah. It's Roman Reigns has developed into a really polished performer, mm-hmm. but that you know that that match is going to be difficult to watch, and you're right. I mean, as great as Asuka is, she's in the ring with Carmella, who, oh, who gets on my nerves. That is going to be difficult to watch because Carmella is incredibly limited. Bobby Lashley, Sami Zayn, like you said, you know, we, we've not got any real interest in that. It's going to be dull. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it would be great to have a kick-ass killer tag team match. And Bludgeon Brothers and Gals and Anderson is going to be I expect it to be a decent match, but I don't think it'll be anything fantastic. Mm-hmm. But whereas the Bar and the Usos, you know, if you gave them something to fight over, perhaps, you know, number one contenders, they're going to fight the winners of that match, you know, something like give them something to fight over. Yeah. That, you know, at least you've got something to get behind, something to invest in, yeah. and, and a killer kick ass match to be. You could, you could probably put in two members of the New Day in that as well. Yeah. So, say if you just had a triple threat tag team match, get rid of, well, I imagine that I'd probably end up having Roman in the Money in the Bank match, but I'd be alright with her. But if you just fuck off that match and then screw off, make Bobby Lashley versus Sami Zayn a TV segment, which is probably more fitting. Winner has to wear a dress. No, sorry, loser has to wear a dress. Yeah. (sighs) <laughs> Winner has, has to make the Facebook public or some shit like that. <laughs> but if you just have a, if you have a mad tag team match, in, may, maybe they just 
want to limit the madness and have some boring matches because I imagine both Money in the Bag matches are going to be massive spot fests, aren't they? And there's a last man standing match. So maybe maybe they want to kind of kill the crowd, which I've, no, I've never really been a fan of. But you it's mad, isn't it? We want, yeah. we want the crows killed. You know, yeah. we just give them, what the, you know, give them that main event on Raw because the, the crowd were asleep for, for a lot of that. So, <laughs> yeah, that's what we want. <laughs> Yeah. Empty spaces and the crowd looking like, <sighs> yeah, that's a fantastic advert for your product. <laughs> yeah, so. it's never. I mean, especially watching um, New Japan early in the year for the first time, where they just had match after match after match. It was like, yeah, this is better. <laughs> this is a lot better than having yeah, just a building up. Awesome. At- mm-hmm. Every match is better than the last. Yeah. It's you better know. than having a shit match every three matches. It's like, okay, yeah, I'm I'm tired now, thanks. I'm not watching this at four in the fucking morning. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, we, we've considering there was nothing to talk about. We we've chatted for a little while, so I mean, like you mentioned it, you know, the synopsis for this or the title for this show could it could easily be, yeah, a Raw's a bit shit, but SmackDown's getting better. Pretty so, much. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much how things are going at the moment, isn't it? So on the whole, I mean, you know, like you said, we're still just over two weeks away from Money in the Bank, and and for all that, you know, as it looks right now, half the card is not exactly, you know, there to enthuse you. Are you are you looking forward to it at this point? Yeah, I'm quite looking forward to. It. I mean, it's not been announced yet, but Seth Rollins versus Elias, I think that'll be. One one that could potentially steal the show. Um, I think both Money in the Bank ladder matches will be quite interesting because sometimes there's always been that clear winner, hasn't there? Whereas on this one, on the on these two, I don't think there is. I, I think literally anyone could win it. Um, maybe apart from the New Day guy. Um, but um, yeah, apart from apart from like the literally the shit matches that we mentioned, like the SmackDown's Women's Championship match, that's going to be shit. Roman Ginger's going to be shit, and Lashley Zayn's going to be shit. I think the rest of it could be good. I mean, even something like the Bludgeon Brothers, I, I quite like watching them, so it'll be quite interesting. And possibly most intriguing um, is Ronda Rousey's first singles match. Um, it may not be a five-star match, but it'll certainly be interesting to see see how she does, probably in a less scripted um Story storytelling match like it was at WrestleMania, so it'll be interesting to see how she does there. So mm. obviously this isn't a preview, but I am quite looking forward to this pay per view. Yeah, because that, money in the bank seems to be good every year. Yeah, that's it. I mean, this is obviously it's not a preview because we, you know, like you mentioned, you know, that there could be a couple more matches added to it. Yet, you know, we're still a couple of weeks away. Uh, not only that, there might well be. Uh, are we due to have a, a takeover show that weekend? Oh yeah, that's gonna ruin it by stealing the weekend again, isn't it? I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah they're do, they're that... doing Gargano versus Champa, so yeah, this 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 whole show is gonna be shit in comparison to that again. <laughs> uh, and that is something that we will talk about most definitely uh, in in depth as well in that week leading up to uh, Money in the Bank. We will not only go through the the full confirmed card at that point. But we'll also uh, talk more about the the NXT takeover card because um, yeah NXT takeovers just continue to go from strength to strength. And wh- one last thing then, I mean, have you have you caught up on your NXT? Because I had a bit of a a bit of a binge and and caught up in in a couple of ch- about 
four weeks worth of shows uh, in the space of two days and I was loving the uh, the Champo uh, Tommaso Champa Johnny Gargano stuff. Um, no, I've not had a catch up, but I've seen some some highlights and stuff like that. I mean, I saw Ricochet do his um, acrobatic exit of the ring to uh, face off with Velveteen Dream, which was quite quite fun. Um, Nikki Cross versus um, Shayna Baszler seems to be something that's getting been built in the last week, which piques my interest anyway. Um, and I haven't seen any of the Tommaso Ciampa Gargano stuff, but. I, I could literally go into that match not knowing who either of them are and just knowing <laughs> and it'll still be bloody amazing never mind that I've just watched them have matches probably one of the best matches in my WWE watching life <laughs> so no no expectation there lads um, but no I will I will catch up with NXT because it seems to be quite interesting and the fact it's only an hour means I can probably watch it quite easily yeah and to be quite honest there are a few little bits and pieces in there the little bits of filler, whatnot. Once you take them out, you're probably talking about 45 minutes, and most of it is action. So it's it is easy to catch up. It's easy to watch back to back and enjoy. Uh, and that's the thing. NXT is fun to watch, and the takeover shows are absolute killer. So maybe the main roster could learn a thing or two. But anyway, like we said, yeah, we will be back in the lead up to Money in the Bank. We will have a full preview of that card and of the NXT takeover. But uh, up until then, well, uh, unless we're back for something else, that's just about it from myself and Guy here at the Pro Wrestling Index. So uh, thanks for listening in. Um, we'll also schedule something for the, the 100th show, which will be coming up sometime just after Money in the Bank, and we'll give you more details of that when we have it. Uh, but until then, stay tuned to the Anfield Index podcast channel and keep in touch with us uh, at PW underscore index on Twitter. So uh, thanks for listening, guys. Bye-bye now. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started